Welcome back. Kind of a busy day for the Giants here as they signed three guys. They signed Amani Owarie. Hopefully I pronounced that one right. We'll be calling him Amani O going forward. I can do Okereke, but when you start doing Owariare, I can't even say it anymore. Um, it's getting a little difficult. So we're going to say Amani O going forward. Jamison Crowder, which... I don't understand the, the Joe Shane fetish with these short wide receivers that only play in the slot, but we'll talk about that. And Tommy Sweeney, the former backup tight end with the Buffalo Bills. Of course, the connection's there. Same for Jamison Crowder. First off, they're all like veteran minimum type signings, so like no need to be angry about them. But I kind I like and I dislike the Jamison Crowder move because the reason I like it, we'll start positively, is because... You have Wandell Robinson coming off a torn ACL. Let's say he runs into some trouble and he doesn't recover as fast as they want him to or something like that, has to start the year on the PUP, worst case scenario. And then let's say another worst case scenario, Paris Campbell, who has not stayed healthy for the first three years of his career, let's say he's not healthy. Well, then you're like, oh, well, who's our slot guy? And then you have Jamison Crowder. So I like it from the insurance standpoint because last year, we had the same situation, basically, where it's like, yeah, we have Galladay, we have Shepard, we have Tony, and some other good guys behind them, Slayton. And then, of course, what happened? You know, Shepard's gone by week three. Galladay's ineffective. Tony was a head case, and it didn't work out. So at least now you have the wide receiver depth. Is it a little odd that they're going for another slot receiver? Yeah, it might be. And could that bode well for like a Zay Flowers type guy in the draft? Yeah, maybe. Um, and I'd be fine with that. I like Zay Flowers a lot. I know Jordan Addison's listed at six feet tall, so he might be off the draft board. Who knows? I'm just joking. But anyway, um, for Amani O, the man had a really good year a couple years ago. He had six interceptions. He allowed a 74 quarterback rating his way, 61 completion percentage his way. Last season, you know, one of his down years in coverage. So he's been in the league for four years now. 2019 was the rookie year. Um, he technically, according to passer rating, had the worst year in coverage since his rookie year. So did start five games, played in 14 last year, allowed a 106 passer rating last year in his direction, 64 completion percentage, but only missed 6.4% of his tackles. So that's the good news. Um, the guy has the prototypical build you want for an outside corner. And speaking of that, he does play a lot on the outside. I looked up uh, his snaps by position before. Um, out wide, he has taken 406 snaps last year. He took 46 in the box, only 17 at slot corner, took one at free safety, and the rest is special teams. So yeah, he's going to be here as an outside corner. That might be the end for a guy like Fabian Moreau. So if you wanted him back, then oh well, that might not happen. Maybe it does. I don't know. I mean, I kind of thought that uh, the Giants would be done with wide receiver shopping. But of course, Jamison Crowder happened today. But for Amani O, I mean, he might make some plays for them next year. I know he has some deficiencies in his game. I'm a little surprised because, like, yes, he has the prototypical man corner type build. But at the same time, I feel like when I've read his reviews and even seen some highlights, like he's not that great in man coverage and playing up tight. So that could be a problem. Like physicality, things like that could be a problem, but they know what they're doing. So hopefully that's the right move. And he did just turn 27 a couple months ago. So still a young guy. Speaking of a guy who I had no idea was still under 30 years old is Jamison Crowder. So he's one of those guys that it feels like he's been in the league for at least a decade, and you're thinking like, oh, he's probably 31, 32, 
But no, he's still he's still somehow 29 years old. He's been in the NFL since 2015, and it still feels later than that. Um, had his worst year last year. Didn't play much, of course. Only four games for Buffalo. Six catches, 60 yards. But before that, Jamison Crowder has always been a productive slot receiver in the NFL. I mean, his best year in the NFL was 2019 with the Jets, had 122 targets, 78 catches, 833 receiving yards, six touchdowns. So I don't think that's going to happen, but once again, it's a good depth piece to have. He went to Duke, so Daniel Jones connection right there, and uh, he's still under 30 somehow, which I don't get, so it's it's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, once again, I, I like it, but I also don't like it. I see why they did it, because you want to be cautious with the potential injuries at slot uh, receiver, but... I also don't like it because it feels like you have, it's just too redundant. You have the same guys over and over again. I kind of wanted some variance. And I know that this, you know, general manager, Joe Shane, is not a big fan of these big receivers. He wants guys that separate. And of course, Jamison Crowder can separate back in the day, probably not as much anymore. But you can only play so many guys in the slot. Somebody has to play outside. So I'm sure Darius Slayton will. Maybe the guy they draft this year will, if they do draft a wide receiver, which I assume they will. Um, I'm sure they'll have some guys on the outside. Hell, you can put Darren Waller outside if he wants to, but you can only have so many slot receivers is what I'm saying, and I would prefer Darren Waller to work the middle of the field personally. So I don't know what the plan is there, but interesting stuff, but hopefully he's just a depth guy. And then you have Tommy Sweeney, a guy who has one career touchdown, but he, he could be looked at as like an improvement over a, a Chris Myrick or even a Lawrence Cager, someone like that. He does have the prototypical tight end build, 6'5", 251, and his career high in receiving yards is 114 yards back from his rookie year. Last year, played in one game, had one catch for seven yards, and it was a first down. We'll give him that. Um, his blocking grades on PFF were pretty good from what I remember. Yeah, they gave him a 65 run blocking grade his first year, 58 his second year, and 61 last year, which is, you know, 65 is like really good. Well, that's not perfect, but it's 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 probably like a B level. So everything is above average, really. I mean, 65 in his first year was the best, but even 58, 61, not the worst grades for run blocking. So yeah, they might look at him as an upgrade over a Chris Myrick, and you know he is their guy. He's a guy that came from Buffalo, so they might favor him over somebody like that. So we'll see who actually makes the team. I feel like the best chance of making the team is probably Amani O because the Giants don't have the most cornerback depth, and um, he was actually in the same draft as Julian Love, and I was going back and looking out of curiosity at some of the cornerback rankings from that year. So this is also from the PFF Draft Guide. They had Byron Murphy, Greedy Williams. Where the hell did Greedy Williams go? He went somewhere recently. I feel like it was, oh, the Eagles. He went to the Eagles. Um, DeAndre Baker was three. We know him too well. You have David Long with the Rams, decent player. Then you have Amani O at five. So he was ahead of guys like Justin Lane, who plays with the Steelers. He's actually with the Giants last year. Yeah, he played for the Giants last year, but before that was a Steeler. He was ahead of Julian Love, according to the rankings. He was ahead of Rocky Scene. He was ahead of Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy bunting. So some good names on there. But that was back from 2019 coming out of college. And their note on him was Amanio. I'm not going to say the name. Amanio had the best week of any corner at the Senior Bowl, notching the highest win rate among all defenders in the one-on-ones. So, hey, maybe they do see something. I feel like in the NFL, he has not had the best press man career so far. But from what happened in college... 
you know, that might tell you otherwise. And even at the uh, the Senior Bowl. They also added Bobby McCain. I think that was yesterday or two days ago. I forgot to mention that. Former Dolphin, the former Washington football team slash commander member. When he was signed, I saw a lot of the Washington fans kind of making fun of the Giants. So... Maybe he's not that good. I have no idea. The good news with McCain, though, is that he can play everywhere. Like, he's played every safety spot. He's played slot corner. You're probably not putting him at outside corner because he's 5'9". I mean, that's that's my height, so that's not going to work out too well. But still, slot corner, safety, like, you can put him there. I don't think he'll be the starter. At least I hope not. But um, as a guy who's a backup, I think we'll take it. I know Julian Love went to Seattle. Kind of sucks, but... You know, I, I did say like a few weeks ago, I don't see a scenario how Julian Love and Darius Slayton are on this team next year. So I figured one of them had to go. So once it was Julian Love or once Slayton signed, I figured, all right, that's probably it for Julian Love. And unfortunately, that's how it went. My guy, CJ Gardner-Johnson, went for a one-year $8 million. I'm like, damn, we couldn't do that? Like, I was really hoping the Giants would take that chance, but I guess they didn't see it the same way. But anyway, yeah, so they signed three more guys here today. There could be, probably should be, some more smaller moves coming up. Seems like any chance that Odell's not going to happen is what it is. He might go to the Jets because the Cowboys, they traded for Brandon Cooks. They also traded for the corner, uh, Stephon Gilmore. I like both those moves, honestly. I mean, Brandon Cooks might be a bit washed. That's kind of a wait and see, but the Gilmore move I like a lot for them. But anyway, yeah, it'd be weird to see Odell as a Jet. It'd be pretty odd. So I'm kind of hoping it happens slash not hoping it happens. I don't know how to feel about it, but if it does, it does. So anyway, yeah, I, I think so far the Giants have had a pretty successful offseason if you include the Darren Waller trade, you include only tagging Saquon Barkley, no long-term extension, which is what I don't want. And I think many people are on the same page. You don't want to give a running back a long second contract that usually ends pretty badly. So between that, Bobby Okereke, signings like that have worked out pretty well. Not worked out, but they, they look pretty good so far. So hopefully they do work out. Of course, the Daniel Jones contracts are wait and see for me. Um, you know, it, it's kind of team friendly. I mean, you can get out of that thing after two years. You might have to take up some dead cap, obviously, but not the worst contract in the world for a quarterback. So, yeah, for a quarterback who his first three years was unproven, um, it's not a bad idea to have an out after year two. And, you know, in the event that Jones does not progress the way they think he will, then it won't stop them from drafting a quarterback if they want to. So, I already know there's a lot of hype next year about Drake May and Caleb Williams. I don't think the Giants will be that bad to get up there in the draft and get those guys, but you never know. You know, 2017, we never thought we'd be 3-13, and so anything can happen. But I would say it's been a smart, well-thought-out, calculated, good process, all those good things you want to see from a GM. That's when it's been so far for Joe Shane and the Giants. No irresponsible contracts. There haven't been that many bad contracts. Like the, the one contract I was like really like questioning was Adam Thielen, which if we sign him, I would have been pissed off. I'm not going to lie. I think Thielen's kind of cooked. Not kind of. I think he is cooked. So when I saw him go to um, the Panthers for three years, I was like, what are they doing? Like That was kind of odd. So um, aside from that, not too many egregious contracts given out. I think maybe Tremaine Edmonds was a bit overpaid, but that's a contract that they can get out of after two years. It's kind of like Daniel Jones in a way. It's not the worst. It looks bad, but once you look into it, it's like, ah, oh, it's not that bad. So anyway, that'll do it for the video for the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. I'll talk to you guys next time.